We're glad you can join us this afternoon on Faith FM. This afternoon we have Danielle Barron, Rob and myself, Ben. We'll be discussing the topic of self-control. On the topic of self-control, James Collins uh, put a little bit of a quote out, and I like the quote, and it says, you need self-control in an out-of-control world. That's very applicable, Ben. You look at the world and even the micro world, your own family and family life, and sometimes things seem to be completely out of your hands. And you're, you know, you're shaking your fists and your head and wondering, what can I do? I mean, it just can destabilise your whole thought process of what you're doing and what you want to achieve in this life. I guess part of achieving that is as we're discussing today, self-control. And, yeah. and that, the quote, Ben, that you shared there, it reminds me of the verse in Proverbs 16.32 that tells us, better to be patient than powerful, better to have self-control than to conquer a city. That's a pretty big thing to conquer a city, isn't it? Well, many cities have been conquered, haven't they? Absolutely. And, and where it says to have self-control is better than conquering a city, that almost makes me think we need to uh, put it as a bit of a priority in our lives as to a giant that we might have to, you know, we talk about giants in our lives that we have to face and conquer and self-control would be one of those giants. Well, there's many things in our lives we don't like and we'd like to change them about ourselves and it, I guess self-control is the key for us to help do that. Yeah, Proverbs twenty five twenty eight says a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls, hmm. almost defenceless. I'm just thinking that he, he said that this world is out of control, but can the world itself or can the world self-control itself? <laughs> it, it can't uh, because self-control is something really personal and it applies to to a person so if the people in the world are not self-controlling themselves then obviously the world goes out of control mm-hmm. so we, we're talking two different things um, the world um, at large cannot control itself It's it, it depends on the individual's Well, I guess that self-control, to me, gives me that ability or that reassurance of things, even though they may seem out of control, that they're in, they are in safe hands, as in there is a guiding force or control over this. My children, with the situation between North Korea and the United States, they are concerned about that political upheaval that's going on between those two countries. But my belief, my faith or my thoughts that no, there is a control from a higher power and it gives me the reassurance that these things, as bad as they seem, there is some control going on and trying to teach my children to be able to self-control themselves, to learn to rely on Christ, that he's the one in control, is one of those things that uh, helps me and hopefully will help them. Hmm. In Second Timothy, actually, it says, For God has given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So it is, it is a gift from God to have self, mm. self-discipline. So does that automatically mean that people who don't believe in God are unable to self-control themselves? No. No. I think you're a 
pretty easy example is some of the athletes around the world that are so exceptionally skilled and brilliant in what they do, but I'm sure there are many that don't have a thought of God in their head at all, but they have extremely high levels of self-control to be able to do what they do. But is it is, is that more on the, on physical basis that they can self-control themselves? What you want to do in your life, you control it um, in regards to food, in regards to your uh, training, in regards to many different things that are attributed to your physical. Yes and no. I mean, physically you have to do it, Rob, but to me it is mostly mental. Speaking from experience, it is that mental control in your head to be able to keep going back day after day, day after day, and repeatedly doing the same thing over and over, even though you are going, I don't want to do this. So for me, it's it's very much a mental thing. The, the best athletes, what we're talking about now, to me, are the, the most mentally strong, the ones that can keep pushing themselves. You know, just on that Galatians 5, 22 and 23, it lists the fruits of the Spirit. And it says, but the fruit of the Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. And then here's the one we're talking about in our topic here today, self-control. There is no law against these things. And I see it listing these qualities as a fruit of the Spirit. So is it possible that, like you're mentioning, Baron, the athletes that have this tremendous self-control, uh, discipline to go back every day to, to train for this, that perhaps it is a fruit of the Spirit that is working in their lives. And when we see these different people, I can think of several people in the world today that you look at and you go, their self-control is outstanding. Is that a display of the fruit of the Spirit coming out in their lives that they are just not aware it's the fruit of the Spirit working in their lives? Well, I'd like to think so. I think God works with everybody, regardless of whether people believe in him or not. I believe that everybody has a part of God working with them and in them. I'd agree 100%, and I think it's just unaware of God in our lives. And to me, I, I see somebody with self-control and I go, well, God's working with that person. This is God. Whether they're aware of it or not, they might not even believe in God or profess to have a part of God in their life. But as a part of the fruit of the Spirit, I think it's maybe displaying itself. As self-control, we have other people that have tremendous love or hospitality or goodness or faithfulness or kindness. And it is a fruit of the Spirit that's working out in their life. They're on a journey and perhaps totally unaware of the journey that they're actually on, but it's one part they've allowed the fruit of the Spirit to work in their lives? Yes, I would agree with that. There's many people in the church that in different fields, whether it be with their children, other people's children, or working with other people, they go above and beyond what may be expected of them. And They're the kind of people that develop our hero stories. Mm. Yeah. Stories of heroes are made up of people that have an extra amount of one of these fruits of the Spirit. And so how do you think those people appear? I suppose when I first think of self-control, I think of a person straight, bold, upright, hair neat, everything's said correctly, everything's done correctly, it's all clean as a whistle. Do you think that's the self-control person? 
I think there's a lot of different areas in, in your life. And going back to talking about um, the sports people, they have a lot of self-control in particular areas of their life that, that is very evident to onlookers. Um, but do they have self-control over every area of their life? And that's a challenge for us all, isn't it? Because we all have areas that we struggle with personally. And what I might have self-control in one area of my life, I might struggle in another area that, that might not be an area that you'd struggle with but you might struggle with a different area again. Yeah, and, and I think when we look at it like that, Danielle, and that's an excellent point, we don't want to be too down on ourselves because we are struggling in this area and we can't fix it immediately or something like that. Sometimes these things are a work of a lifetime. Mm. And it can be disheartening if we take it to heart and we see somebody who has got such good self-control over a certain issue that we have none. Mm. But like you said, it is different for each of us and it's all different areas that can be worked on and mm. improved. And, and we fail sometimes and just because we fail doesn't mean that God can't still work with us and help us to you know, work on that area of our life to gain more self-control over an area that we might struggle with. And there, there are areas in our life that nobody will ever see or it, it is not evident on mm. you um, that will prove whether you are self-controlled person or not mm. and this is just on the level of your thoughts okay and you're yep. struggling with that every single day because satan will bring temptation to you how do you deal with mm. it on the level of your thoughts your closest people in your family will never find out probably mm. but you're struggling mm. absolutely I like that point you brought out, Danielle, about self-control being an all-compassing part of our life as opposed to just being self-controlled in one aspect of our life. Mm -hmm. And going back to that text I read earlier in Proverbs 28, uh, 25, 28, a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. I suppose I wouldn't be stretching the text to say, if I only had one wall, the city still isn't protected. Mm. And if I'm super self-controlled with only one wall, I'm no good. I've, I've got to have a self-control in all aspects of my life. It's not only for your benefit, but for the benefit of others and around us. Your family, our church members, our friends in all walks of life. Our community at large. Exactly. I almost feel as we're discussing this, I'm thinking it's our community at large is not needing one or two people with terrific self-control. We're needing a community full of individuals, full of full self-control. This verse is quite interesting, and <clears throat> I'm just talking about um, myself at the moment. And it is James 1.19, and um, I'm sure that many people struggle with this. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must be all quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. <laughs> That's some of the best advice you'll ever, ever get. Because mm. I've got a problem with it, or, or uh, you know, um, to blurt out something without thinking, and rather than counting to three or listening to other people. And, and this is the most important thing in your life, that you, we are causing hurt to other people just by saying things that we don't think about. Absolutely. I've been told we have two eyes, two ears and one mouth. Use them in the same proportion. <laughs> well, it just, it can, the, literally the tongue can cause so much damage. And it very, very rarely does benefit from anybody from some harsh words or incorrect words spoken. Like Proverbs 
1821 says the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. That's right. And also here in 1 Corinthians 10.13, it says the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And I like this bit. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. When it comes time for us to realise, you know, sometimes you're halfway through a conversation, you realise, yeah, all right, I'm a bit out of control here, or I haven't uh, used my mouth in the right proportion to my eyes and ears, or I haven't been slow to speak like James 1.19 says. Regardless of what position we're in, God is faithful. And when we're tempted, he'll show us a way out. And sometimes that is literally stopping, I think, mid-sentence and going... Give me a minute. I need to take five on this. And other times are going to be the complete opposite to what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I remember asking for patience very frequently, and so he gave me another child. <laughs> <laughs> he was giving well, you an opportunity to improve your to patience. In, to improve that patience muscle, to flex it out. Yep. You know, it's, it's been terrific talking here together on this topic of self-control and we're thankful that you can listen with us here on Faith FM. Hopefully you can join us next time. 